You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> hey guys, producer Darren here. Have you heard? Cindy Stewart has a new book. It's called New Moves of God. This book will open your spiritual eyes to see what God is doing so you can position yourself to be part of one of the most significant invasions of world culture in kingdom history. It will empower you to step into God's moves as he releases new anointings and new assignments that will far surpass your wildest imaginations. If you're a listener of her podcast, I'm sure that caught your attention. You can get your hands on that book right now. Just visit cindy-stewart.com or check out the link in the description or show notes. Again, that's cindy-stewart.com. Cindy Stewart podcast, a source for encouragement as you learn to discover God's dream for your life. With a passion to help you on your journey, here is your host, Cindy Stewart. Hi, I'm Cindy Stewart, and thank you for joining me. I love you being on this journey with me. I so appreciate you sending me messages on my YouTube channel, on my Facebook, on my Instagram. I love hearing not only how the show has touched you or given you that revelation or that aha moment, but also what God is doing in your life. I mean, it is so exciting the things that you share with me. So please keep sending it. Uh, you can subscribe to my YouTube channel. Um, you can follow me on Facebook and also on Instagram. And it's great to hear from you. Keep it coming. So today I've got some fun stuff to share with you. I wrote a book a few years ago called An Invitation to Experience Heaven. And that's what we're going to talk about today because I feel like the Lord wants to open up possibilities of heavenly encounters for each one of you. And some of you, of course, have may have had heavenly encounters. Some of you want them and have been desirous of it, but just haven't stepped over into that heavenly place yet. And I, my book has... 49 days of activations in it. So after you read the book, it takes you through a step-by-step process of how to do it, which we'll talk about at the end. I'm going to show you how to do it. And then it gives you 49 days of building and engaging and encountering the Lord and uh, provoking the gates of open, heaven to open for you. So I'm super excited about that. Um, I like to share testimony. So I'm just going to share one just to start us off before we dig into the book. Each day I do a positive word. I started it back in 2016 because there was so much negativity around. Uh, we did a 40-day fast of positive words only to try to reprogram the words that come out of our mouth. So I did that and it's just continued. And the positive word I had the other day was, I will look for ways to pay off my debt. And in the comments, someone sent me a message and they said, I'm contending for debt-free strategies. But listen to this. The hospital just forgave my recent ER bill that was $5,000. And the interesting thing is they didn't contact the hospital. The hospital actually reached out to them and said, we are going to forgive this $5,000 bill. What? 
How many need some bill forgiveness? Let's just pray. Let's put a declaration on this testimony and say, Lord, do it again, do it again, do it again. Give me those debt-free strategies. Give me a favor from my debtors to write off, to forgive, to release me from that debt and open up those opportunities for me to see ways to increase income or bring in another stream of income in order to pay off my debt. Amen? Oh, that's so good. So let's get started with my book. Uh, I love connecting people with the heart of God. I had a guest on not too long ago, and they said, when you have a powerful encounter with God, many times it's the commissioning that he's given you to go forward. Well, in the early 90s, somewhere mid-90s, I had this powerful encounter with God. I was so hungry for God that I just was crying out to him. And he showed up in a way that I would have never expected. In fact, him, it, you know, like I said, it was a vision in my mind. And him, the Holy Spirit, and uh, Jesus, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, began to do this dance, this circle of dance. And they invited me into the circle. And there was something about that because I longed to have a deep connection with the triune God, with the, with the Trinity, but I didn't quite know how to do that. And there was something about that deep encounter that wrote on my heart, I want to open up the door for others to have this deep encounter with God. I want to, Lord, provide space and encouragement and instruction on how to do that. And ever since then, God has been visiting me in all kinds of ways. So as I share this, I want to release this uh, scripture over you. It's 1 Corinthians 2, and it says, The Spirit searches the deep things of God and reveals them to us. So we are people that have the Holy Spirit living in us. And so what the Holy Spirit searches in the heart of the Father he brings that depth down, that deepness down to us and gives it to us. So be encouraged over that word and know there's so much revelation being released at this time. And it is our job to receive and release the revelation we get from other people. And that's exactly what I'm doing today. So this was an encounter, a series of encounters in heaven. And I want to share with you those encounters to open up your mind, your heart, your spirit to the possibilities of encounters for you. And when God told me he wanted me to publish this book, I was a little bit hesitant because for me, it was very personal. It was very intimate. But what I realized is out of that commissioning to connect people with the depth of God, this would be a format that would be able to connect them. And it has the instructions of and the application in the end of the book to take you there. And you can buy the book on uh, Amazon, of course. You can buy it on my website, cindy-stewart.com. But I want you to buy it. Just go out and buy it because it's not very expensive and it will change your life. So at the end of the show, I told you, I'm going to give you five ways to bring you into an encounter and an example of how it works. So you will know how to make this work for you. So let's start with why God gives us visions. Some of the reason God gives us vision is it opens up the invitation for conversation with him. 
when he shows you something or gives you a word or whatever that is, he's inviting you to discuss that word with him. So visions open up an invitation to discuss with him. And he uses those visions in several ways. Uh, these are some of the ways he's used it in my life. And I know other people have shared that he's used it in his life this way, their lives this way too. So the invitation, like I said, it opens up an invitation for conversation. And it also, a vision can uncover and build depths of your identity. We know that we are chosen by God. We know that we're sons and daughters, we're kings, we're priests, but there's other parts of that identity that he's given us that unfold in visions. They help make it clear. It gives you clarity. So know that he, one of the things he's taught me through these visions is he's taught me, not only is he a holy God, but he is a God that wants to be your friend. He wants to uh, embrace you. He wants to talk with you like friend to a friend, just like he did with Moses. He spoke to him friend to a friend. So that's one of the things he does. Uh, he's taught me in this identity how I'm a daughter and what it means to be a daughter to the Father, the Most High God. It's, it's very different. He's taught me I'm an heir and I'm a warrior for him, a healer for him, and that I have the ability in my identity to release destiny and vision over other people. Oh my gosh, just think about that. What is he going to show you? How is he going to unfold the identity for you? He also has uh, used visions to impart things to me. And impart means to take what you have and to give it to someone else, to impart it to them. And in this impartation of showing me that I'm a healer, that God has given me a healing anointing to be able to bring emotional healing as well as physical healing. So he's imparted that to me. And then he showed me how to apply it. And I'll share a couple of those things as we go. This impartation really comes with a new ability that will be activated through the impartation that you never even realized you had. So God's vision can bring you to a place of activation from that impartation. The other thing that has happened is I've gained insights about his nature and his character and really what he wants me to understand and clarify some of the mindsets that I have. You know, sometimes we get mindsets that have been taught to us that we've picked up from watching the world around us and they're not really God thoughts. They're really things that we've just learned and God wants to use visions to take it out of us. The other way he uses visions is he speaks to our destiny through visions, through where he's wanting us to go, what he's showing us ahead of us. I have definitely had visions where I'm in a location. I had a vision about being in Africa and a prophetic word given to me about them. And in uh, what was it, maybe six or eight months later, I had an invitation to go to Africa. So he was preparing me to cross into a realm I hadn't gone before by giving me the vision and the word to go with it. So those things are just a few of the things that God can use visions for, but they are powerful things that truly change our life. Um, so 
I want to share a little bit from the book. I'm going to share a few excerpts and we're going to talk about it. You know, the key is to know that when God gives you a vision, he's going to bring it to pass. And as we stay focused on him, he will unfold even more. And like I said, in the activations, it will help you have your eyes unlocked to see, and it will give you practical exercises that will take the unlocking of your eyes, unlocking of your, of your mind, so you can enter into a heavenly place with him. So let me just share a little bit. This is the, out of the first part of the book, and it's a little excerpt. So here we go. And just, you can close your eyes and just begin to uh, enter in. As I share it, the Lord will open your eyes to see what I see. So our imaginations are sanctified by the Lord. <clears throat> I stand in the vastness void of everything. Even color, you tell me to walk forward. The vastness separates and then there's these large gold gates that appear which I push open with ease and enter into the streets of heaven. The gates are simple with long, thin bars. It's clean and pure and gold. And I can see that there are bands of angels around, but they aren't defined. They're like swirls. It's almost like multicolored cotton candy. But I know in my spirit that they're angels. It's beautiful. And as I go through the gates, there is this instruments playing and they're singing and there's celebration. And when I walk through it, I can see it's a parade. And the Lord shows me that parade is a parade for one. It's a parade for me. And interesting enough, just two weeks ago, I think it was two weeks ago, the Lord showed me something very similar, that when we move into that celebratory parade, there are people all around that have gone before us that are interested in what we have done for the kingdom. They want to know our exploits of the kingdom and all the things that we've done. And even when they asked me, I was puzzled because I was like, well, I don't know. I don't know. I, I couldn't even think of anything I'd done for the kingdom. And the Lord wanted to remind me, and I want to remind you, is we have done so much for the kingdom that we don't even realize in our day to day. We have just the way we act, the way we encounter people, the words that we say, all of those are, are sowing for the kingdom. So I just wanted to remind you of that, that you do so much more for the kingdom than you even realize. And that there are people that have gone before us that are uh, excited about the things that we do, even in the ordinary day. And it's funny because in the vision, I was looking for people that I recognized if they've gone before me. Was there Billy Graham there? Was there somebody like that? But the Lord said to me, I asked the Lord, he said, these are just ordinary people like you that are doing things for the kingdom. And everyone who has gone before them, like the great clouds of witnesses, are excited to hear all the things that have occurred. So that should make you feel full because there are so many things that you have done. And I wanted to just give you a perspective of that because we know life isn't per perfect and we have ups and downs. We have different things that occur, but honestly, we have more impact than we even realize. So once I entered into the heavenly realm, into this parade, 
I entered into a room and they checked me in. They checked my name and I just felt like, yes, they were checking that I am part of the kingdom and they checked me in. And in this room was this giant treasure case. And in the treasure case, there were all kinds of jewels just pouring out of it. Big pearls. They were the size of giant grapes. Even as they read in Exodus where they brought the giant grapes on poles back from the promised land. That's how they were. They were giant grapes. And the Lord started talking to me that this treasure chest is full of things that we can take and hand out to others. That we are giving them the treasures of heaven when we engage with them. And that we have access to all different games. Some people may need a giant pearl, a giant treasure. In fact, one of our women's leaders, she's the leader of my women's Bible study. She shared a little testimony about just last week when they had their Bible study, she brought them all roses and they all got a rose to take home with them. Well, after the Bible study, the women decided, oh, we're going to go out to eat. And Sharon said, don't forget, take your roses with you because they'll wilt in the car. Well, they took their roses with them and they came into the restaurant and the hostess met them. And then there was another young woman who worked there and they ended up giving the hostess and the young woman two of the roses. And the hostess was so overwhelmed and their eyes were teary because of the kindness. That is a treasure from heaven that was given to the hostess. And they even said, the young woman even said, no one has ever been so kind. And it was simple. It was just a rose. And that very simple, spontaneous act made a mark on two people. It was like from that treasure box. It was a treasure from heaven. And she told them all about the Bible study in the church and all that. And just blessed the two women. And that was the treasure from heaven that she poured out on them. So the little things that we do make such a big impact that we don't even realize. So let me just share a little bit more from the book. So as I journeyed on in heaven, I entered through these doors. And when I entered through this, these doors, I was blinded by the glory of God. I covered my eyes and fell to the floor because it was just too much. And the glory was like heat waves. Have you ever seen heat waves in the summer? But it didn't really have any temperature. They were just like waves rolling over me. And it was filled with, with like this uh, golden dust that covered me. It was like it just poured over me where my body was covered by it. And as I moved closer to the throne, I could smell a sweet fragrance. And just make a note of that because many times the encounter with God will show up in a fragrance where you smell something. And I lifted up my head and just tried to breathe in the beauty of that experience. Just breathe in. I was, it was too much weight for me to do much movement. But the beauty of his presence uh, just kind of filled me with this encounter that I'd never experienced before. So to say I was overwhelmed by God is an understatement. But even in the midst of it, I could hear this resounding, rolling Holy, 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 holy. And it says in Hebrews 4.16 that we can enter the throne room of God. We can enter the throne of, of God. So, so this is a way uh, that God is inviting you in. Even in Revelation 4.1 and 2, John is in this realm and he's invited to come up 
and to encounter what is happening around him. And the Lord wants to woo us into these authentic, real, tangible encounters with him. And the reason he does it is because it marks us for life. When we have encounters with him, we can always go back into the encounters. We can, we can say to the Lord and, and just get that visualization, just close your eyes, getting that visualization of that throne room, even right now. I can just sense the presence of the Lord and I am right back in that encounter. But you don't want to lose me in that encounter, so I'm going to pop back in with us. But you can go back into the places that the Lord has already shown you. And when he does, he brings this beauty and this splendor. And he even, uh, like I said earlier, he clarifies your identity. He helps to direct uh, your heart in the things that he loves and gets rid of the things that are, are not of him, that are issues that are keeping you from being in him. So it's so amazing. And I, that's the reason I wanted to share that throne room encounter, because I want to encourage you that those encounters are available for you. God has an open door policy where you can enter in in the most holy place and, and be with him in a way you can never imagine. Amen? So one other encounter I want to show you and or tell you, and then I want to take you through a process of learning how to do it yourself. And I'll give you the highlights. Like I said, you'll have to buy the book to get all the details, but I can share some of it with you and get you started. The next, he opened up, once I exited the throne room, he opened up all these rooms in heaven. And we would go from room to room. There was a righteousness room, and it was so bright and clean and pure and holy. There was a lightning room where all the lightning was stored for the throne room. It was very, very interesting. Uh, there was a council room, and this was pretty important part of the vision for me. Uh, the council room of the Lord, it had a circular dark table, and, but the center was cut out of it. And it looked like it could be an information desk, like when you go into big office buildings or maybe in the mall. But there were men sitting in the center facing out, but they all looked the same. And when I went up and I sat down, uh, I had seen angels, but when I sat down, I looked up and it was the father sitting across from me. He was in the circle, the center of the circle. And I just felt this permission to just lay my head down on the desk and be totally transparent, just share with him just the depths of my heart. And there was just this overwhelming bathing of love that flowed over me. It, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. And something happened in that moment and I'm not sure I have words for it. I'm not sure I can even go back and explain. This is what it meant. But it was so beautiful, and it was so holy, and it was so pure, and it was so healing to my soul. And I felt a depth of closeness to the Father that has continued to grow as, I, as I've gone in life. Um, there were a couple other rooms. One of them is really interesting. There was a, a Word of Knowledge room. And it had these big buttons, like clown buttons, that said word of knowledge, miracles, all these different buttons. And it was so funny. I thought I was supposed to pick up the buttons and put them on my shirt. But the Lord started laughing at me. It was Jesus that was standing there. He started laughing and he said, you don't need to put buttons on you. You have everything in you because the Holy Spirit lives in you. 
And I thought that was so funny because I felt like a kid running to put these buttons on so I would have it. But he said, no, you already have it. So know that you already have the Holy Spirit to give you those words of knowledge, those miracles, those healings, the things that you need to move forward. So that was kind of a fun room. And then lastly, I want to share this part. And I'm going to read it out of the book so I don't miss anything. It says, I go around the door to a room with body parts. And I've heard of that before, but I didn't really understand it from the perspective he wanted to show me. Standing in the threshold of the room, I see body parts. He speaks to me without words, reminding me of my prayer for someone's need to be healed the night before. And then his, he says, you don't always need to ask for healing and repair. You can ask for a new one. I was like, oh my gosh. He says, I have shown you this room before. And instantly I recalled uh, the testimony who required uh, of a lady who required a knee replacement. And the person who was praying for her just reached up she saw the knee in heavenly in the heavenly realm, pulled it down and put it on her. I was like, yes, Lord, you have shown me that before. And I was, as I was thinking and praying about it, I'm like, Lord, teach me how to activate and access these rooms. And of course, if you ask him to teach you and show you, he definitely will. But I have a testimony and I have several testimonies about new body parts, but I'm just going to share one with you today just because of time. But um, here's, here's the testimony. Several years ago, Elizabeth had fallen down the stairs and since then had continually had issues with her hips. She was no longer able to jog, walk long distances, and was at best, everything was painful. It had been several months of therapy just for her to be able to stand relatively straight. It was obviously that her hips moved out of place were damaged and the right side would sit about an inch higher than the other. So I am praying for her. And she has told me this. I'm praying for her. And God gave me a vision of the body part room. And I saw hips with her name on it. And I was like, okay, Lord. And in faith, because I figured he's shown me this in a heavenly realm. He's given me the testimony before that where it happened. And so in faith, I saw the hips in my mind's eye and I reached up and I pulled them down and I put them on her. And when I did, suddenly everything shifted and she has been able to do the things she hasn't been able to do in years from that accident. So no, I'm sharing this with you to open up possibilities. So let me just give you the five ways as we're winding up to bring you into a heavenly encounter with the Lord. And here are the five ways, and then I'll give you a little example. The first way is welcoming God when you meet with Him. God, I just welcome you in this place. Worshiping the Lord, meditating on His Word, listening for Him, and journaling. And let me give you a quick example. Here's a scripture uh, out of John uh, 14. It says, because I live, you live too. I am in the Father, you are in me, and I am in you. Okay. So I I welcome the Lord. I say, Lord, I welcome you in this place. I ask you to just open up my heart and you show me what you want me to know about this passage and beyond. So I welcome him. I welcome him. I just rest in him. And then I begin to worship. Lord, you are my savior. I love you. I honor you. Once I get feel like that, I'm done worshiping. 
I begin to meditate and say the word as it begins to move in my spirit. I and you, you and me. I am in the Father and you are in me and I am in you. I, I meditate on that word. I say it over. I even write it down, handwrite it. Because there's something about handwriting something that activates a whole nother tactical side of, of things. And, and when it becomes alive in me, I can just feel it in me or sense it in me. Then I go on to the next thing. I go on and listen. And I say, speak, Lord, for I'm listening. I'm listening to you. And then I journal whatever he shows me. And whatever it is, in this particular verse, I saw stackable Russian dolls. I don't know if you've ever seen them before, but there's a big one, little, 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 little. And when I took off the top, another one, another one, another one side, and I said, Abba, I see your chest open, and I see Jesus entering into your heart, and then me entering into the heart with him. So he was showing me an, a tangible, a physical example of what that looks like when Jesus is in the Father, and I am in Jesus, which means I am in the Father also. So that's kind of how it opened up the visions for me. And like I said, in the book, there's 49 days of it. So I want to encourage you, go buy the book on Amazon, ebook, whatever way you want to do it, and begin to go after God. And know that God has a plan for you in heavenly realms. It says in Ephesians that we're seated in right in, in heavenly places with Jesus. So remember, get ready that your life's going to be changed by these. And thank you for watching. Invest in yourself. You're the best investment you can make because God invests in you every single day. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you are encouraged. If you would like more content like this, please visit cindy-stewart.com. We'll see you next time.